the day after Super Bowl 58. And I tell you what, here's the hero of people in Kansas City, Missouri. Is Patty Mahomes the biggest hero in Kansas City, Missouri history? I reckon he must be up there. He'll be certainly duking it out with Jesse James for that title. Uh, the Chiefs, Chiefs Nation. Oh, Ricardo, great to be. And, and just quickly, we, I don't know how you get sick of that song, uh, D, uh, DJ Tim. It's a great banger to start the show off. And just leads me, oh, mate, Rick Dog. I know everyone's saying, that was boring. It was a boring first half. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Two teams playing in the biggest games of their lives and just trying to figure each other out. Trying to figure it all out. Mahomes looked average. The Chiefs looked very average with the ball in hand that first half. And looked rattled. Brock Purdy and the 49ers defensively were so good. Offensively, Relatively sharp, but weren't able to execute, you know, 10-3 up, had the Chiefs under so much pressure, but just couldn't keep adding to that scoreboard pressure, and the Chiefs hung in there, dug deep, and while the champions seemed to find a way to get the job done. Mate, I was as lazy as anything yesterday. It was a great day just to sit on that game. It is the longest game anyway, but when you go to overtime... And the wife comes home from tennis practice, and I'm still on that couch, and I was having it just as soon as she walked in that door. I said, it's overtime, it's overtime. I promise you I'm, I'm going to do something in a minute. It's overtime. Um, what a day. What a performance. And uh, I know we're going to be talking about it throughout the show. Just quickly, though, Rick, mm. Dom, before we get off, mm. that overtime situation that took place, I was yeah. doing some reading online, yeah, and it was totally different comparisons from both teams. So this is from the 49ers. You know what? This is from Kyle um, Juskovic. I don't even know how to say his last name. But you know what? I didn't even realise the playoff rules were different in overtime. I assume you just want the ball to score a touchdown and win. I guess that's not the case. I don't totally know the strategy there. We hadn't even talked about it. No. I didn't even know the, um, about the new playoff overtime rules, so I was surprised to me. They put it on the scoreboard and everyone was like, oh, even if you score, they get a chance. And that's from Arik Armstead from the um, 49ers. In comparison to the Chiefs, mm. Justin Reid had a hell of a day out. We've talked about it all year. We've talked about it in training camp, about the rules. We're different in regular season versus the playoff. Every week of the playoffs, we talked about the overtime rule. So Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan with uh, the 49ers, been to a couple of Super Bowls, there was different rules come playoffs. If you got the ball and you scored a touchdown, the other side still had an opportunity to stay in the game. Well, they went down, kicked the field goal, Patty Mahomes dug deep and somehow found a way when he had one yard on the fourth down and he did a little quarterback's sneak little run and uh, got them back in the game. But there you go, two different teams. What if moments prepared differently? Well, you know what it does for me, is he? I immediately mm. go to that. I know it's a bit of a cheese, cheesy saying, but I go back to that saying, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Because yep. can you imagine what was going through the heads of the 49ers players in overtime after they had scored and they're looking around going, why, why are we still going? Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know then what's going on, how are you supposed to think about the game and think how you're going to get yourself out of the game and over the finish line if you don't know? All of a sudden, it's like where the hell is the finish line? 
Totally. Your, your mind is elsewhere, not on the job at hand. Um, you know, you have to prepare for those so you don't have those situations arise in a game. What-if moments uh, are a part of preparation. When you are playing the biggest game of the year, the biggest game in your career, you have to be prepared for every situation, a la when Dre Greenwall goes down, one of their, um, the best defensive players, mm. part of the 49ers, went to, goes to run on and does an Achilles freakish accident. But you have to be prepared for it. And you have to say Andy Reid and the Chiefs were well-equipped, well-prepared because they had been there. They had done it plenty. Whereas Kyle Shanahan, you have to feel for the coach. That yeah. is, he was, he, well, he was a part of the team. That went down against the Patriots when they were leading 28-3, the Atlanta Falcons. And then they went to overtime. That was the second time ever in a Super Bowl <laughs> they've been to overtime. And Tom Brady and the Patriots buried him again. He's done it a couple of times. And mm. so, ooh, mate. Yeah. What and a game. What a game. And that was the thing because, you know, my missus walked in. She kept wanting because she was working for Pony today. And she'd walk in and she'd go, What's the score? And I'd be like, nil all. And she's like, how long? It's been going for an hour. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And, you know, <laughs> and then as you get at half time, she goes, what's the score? You know, and I was just like, but yeah, it was the defense. You know, the first half was mm. all about the defense. The defense just dominated from both sides in that first half. The other the other thing is um, that I, I thought, Izzy, and be keen to get your thoughts on this, Christian McCaffrey doesn't look that mm. big, right, mm. on the field. But they just—it it felt like every time he ran the ball, he got yardage. They like he's just man. That guy—he's like Ernie the Eel. He's slippery as anything. It's just they just could not stop him. That's why he was voted the best offense player in the NFL. He is an absolute freak. Gone are the days when he was at Stanford and this little skinny, um, you know, white fella that was doing okay. He has put on size. He has put on bulk, but he hasn't. Um, limited his speed and acceleration. He is an absolute free. You can understand why he is the go-to for the 49ers. And um, and rushing yards, yep. rushing yards, he had 80. Receiving yards, he had 80. So he had a day out, and you have to remember that trick play that they went to <laughs> that worked absolutely wonders for the 49ers. Uh, look, I had a multi game that day. And I didn't read it out yesterday, but I had the same game, multi. Yeah. I had the Kansas City Chiefs to win. Well, they won. I had Patty Mahomes to um, have 30-plus rushing yards. Well, he got 60. I had Patrick Mc, uh, Christian McCaffrey to get a touchdown. Well, he got a touchdown. And I had Travis Kelsey to get a touchdown. Well, I thought they were going to go to him in overtime because my bet was still alive in overtime. And even when there was 10 seconds left and they went to him in the corner and I think it was Warner defended him really well, I said, please, come on. But it wasn't meant to be. They went to Herdman and got the job done. I got a bonus back uh, from the TAB. So I will go again. But Travis Kelsey in that first half, one reception, one yard. Mm -mm. And he was livid. And, well, it pretty much leads us into our first that it does. Triple threat, the three big questions today. Yes, I was like, oh, don't, don't, just not, uh, let me. Uh, uh. Travis Kelsey shoving Andy Reid and screaming into his ear on the sideline about wanting more game time at the end of that first half. Have you ever seen anything like that?
Oh, I've never seen anything like that, and don't you dare go up to a coach like that. They spoke about it afterwards, and Andy Reid said, yeah, he caught me off balance. Um, probably didn't expect that from Travis Kelsey, <laughs> spoiled little brat. Just wanted to impress Taylor Swift, didn't he? Uh, mate, he was pretty irrelevant in the first half, but you have to credit the 49ers. They were doubling up on him. They knew the threat that he was, and that allowed the 49ers to pressure them, and the, the Chiefs only had one option, Isaiah Pacheco, and he fumbled. He had um, lollies you know, for, for hands. Uh, he couldn't catch a cold, was um, Isaiah Pacheco, the running back. He was under the pump in that first half. So they were constantly going at them, and you have to look to that Detroit Lions game when they were getting under the pump from uh, the running game for the Lions. There was an opportunity there, but you have to credit the 49ers. They... Well, it really solidified that up, but there is no way in hell that you go over and do that and you're frustrated as hell. The, the one, you, you weren't even open for most of that first half. And two, no one is bigger than the team. You know, they were setting them up perfectly from that first half. You look at the second half, he had 90, he, was, he had the highest receiving yards in the second half in the game for the Chiefs with 90-odd yards and nine receptions when you compare it to the first. So they were playing a perfect game of chess, but he couldn't see that. He couldn't see. He was just frustrated because he felt like he could have offered more, but he was double marked throughout that whole game. Yeah, 100%. I, the, the only, you know, the first thing that went through my head is mm. I saw that and I was like, hmm, what's Steve Hansen doing in that situation? Because I'm pretty sure Travis Kelsey would have got a right hook to the head. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> you just wouldn't even Look, you might walk off and stare up at the box I've done that a couple of times and go, what are you up to, mate? You know, I'll have a word to you later Yeah, But, uh, nah, it's just not a, not part of the game But hey, look, when, you, when you're in the f- biggest game of your life And, you know, his partner's won 14 Grammys And he's won two Super Bowls You, you want to try and comp- It's a competition for him and, and Taylor Swift, you know? Taylor Swift got more airtime than Travis Kelsey mm, in that game. She did. And that was always going to happen. She was playing a dollar two favourite to get that done. Um, <laughs> what, a, so, what a rookie you know, season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a sense of frustration was creeping in. The biggest game, you want you want airtime. wasn't meant to be, but, mate, you found a way. And even in that last play, the last play when Patty Mahomes scored, like he was marked up big time. And it allowed Herdman... To go right and be uncovered. So you, you do what's best for the team, and that was always going to be the case. Double mark, Travis Kelsey, go a long way to winning the game. Yep, he did. Round two. The new Warriors jersey. Props to your mate Jason Paris and mm. uh, the crew at One New Zealand for going, you know what, we want to do the retro jersey for 30 years, mm. but a One New Zealand logo on the front won't make it look like a retro jersey, so don't worry about putting our logo on it. Let's just do something for the fans. How good does that mm. jersey look? It looks amazing. That that would be the most sought-after jersey that the Warriors have ever worn throughout their 30-year history. Um, one of my mates is a tragic uh, Warriors fan, and I think he's got one, or he's after one. And you, you go look for them online. Mm. They're, they're selling for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. They are expensive as hell. And you can understand why, man. They're just... They're so nice. They've got the big collar, the retro collar. They've got the original badge that will replicate the, the 1995 Warriors. And they go for a nice price too, 160 bucks. Uh, look, I'd, I'd, I'd spend that 
on a nice jersey like the Warriors. You'd have to say this will sell out really quick. I think it's going on sale for the members first, followed by the general public, and you'd have to say it'll be pretty hard to get one. But, mate, well done to Jason Paris and, and the Vodafone Warriors. They've had a relationship for 25 years now. The one New Zealand and, Warriors. Uh, the, the one New Zealand Warriors, Warriors. sorry. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue, though, doesn't it? It's like Ericsson Stadium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Vodafone Warriors. Vodafone's been gone for a long time, Israel. Um, no, I love it. Absolutely love it. And you'd have to say the day of the game. Have they announced what games they're going to wear them for? No, I don't know that they have yet. I don't know that they mm. have. I think it's going to be the home jersey, though, isn't it? Oh, mate. It is so cool. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Absolutely massive. Um, all over that. Round three. Now, I know we've talked a bit of Super Bowl, but we have to talk this because uh, Tony Romo, the former Cowboys mm. quarterback, was commentating for CBS, and he uh, he said, as the throw was made, he said, there he is, it's Michael Jordan in the clutch again. Like, that's how he called Paddy Mahomes' moment. Was that the most clutch play ever? You'd have to be. You'd have to say, not just that play, that whole drive was probably the most clutch couple of minutes. I think it was six-odd minutes that they held the ball for. They had seven minutes. The 49ers had seven minutes to kick a field goal. They had seven minutes left in overtime to go down and do what they did. So that was a very clutch moment, and they set them up perfectly. Travis Kelsey came alive in that overtime situation. But the way that he was under pressure, like their their ability to execute on the third down, I think it was nine times out of 19 opportunities, whereas you compare it to the 49ers, they had three from 12 times that they mm. executed the third down. He was just ice cold. Mate, here's, some, here's something else. At 28 years of age, and he's a three-time Super Bowl winner, I, I was on Twitter and they put up some stats that I'm going to read off to you. Two-time NFL MVP, two first-team all, uh, two times first-team All-Pro, six straight AFC Championship games, three-time Super Bowl champ, three-time Super Bowl MVP, five hundred million dollar contract. He also has ownership in Kansas City Royals. Sorry, the Sporting Kansas City MLS, Kansas City Current NWSL, Alpine Formula One team, Whataburger Whoop. High price, and he's only 28 years of age. He is a phenom. Yeah, he is a phenom. And it, it was interesting hearing the commentary team talk about it because they're mm. like, look, Tom Brady's the GOAT, mm. but Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen play. Mm. You know, they go, that's where we are. And, I mean, how many yeah. is he? He's like you say, he's still only 28. I don't know that he's going to play to Brady's age, but he could probably play for another 10 years. How many more is he going to get in that time? Well, his contract, when that comes up, you have to you have to kind of think about where that's going to be. Is it going to be an opportunity? Is he still winning championship? Mate, here's, if he continues on like this, you have to think of the year that they've had and the players that they lost. They were average with receivers in that team. Watson came alive a wee bit. They had Travis Kelsey. They had Herdman. You know, a bunch of, a bunch of no-names, no disrespect. But when you go from having Tyreek Hill... Juju Schuster, you know, absolutely class receivers and understand, okay, you know, he had big guys that he could throw the ball to 
and then in comparisons to yesterday with the receivers he had, and still to be able to do what he does, Tom Brady had um, Edelman, he had Gronk, he had Randy, you know, Randy Moss for a wee mm. bit. He had quality receivers, and he had ability to throw the ball. Paddy Mahomes has the best footwork from a quarterback in the NFL, bar Lamar Jackson probably. His ability to stay calm and composed. And you look at some of his throws that he throws out there. Like, they aren't your traditional quarterback throws. They are underneath throws. They are like little throw from the front where he threw to Travis Kelsey. They are unorthodox as hell. But he finds a way. Doesn't matter how much pressure he's getting, he still seems to, to find it. I don't know, like... The world's his oyster. It is. <laughs> 28 I mean, years. Can you only... get Brady? What do you reckon? Well, the, I was going to say, because of the way he plays, he plays differently to Brady, right? Mm. Brock Purdy's mm. more like Brady in the way that mm. he manages a game. Yeah. Um, so Mahomes does rely a lot on his mobility and his footwork. Yeah. So that, for me, would suggest that maybe he won't go as long because that mm. will go, you know, you get a decent injury. You know, the way those guys get knocked around, you get a decent knee injury or ankle injury and Maybe you lose some of that, and he'll lose some of uh, what he has about him now. Oh, I guess it's just about how then, as he gets older, he reinvents himself and and and, yeah. and starts to play differently to to cope with the changes going on around him. Yeah, he ne- and he never really gets hit though. No, never really gets hit. Whereas, yeah, Brady was just stand in the pocket and deliver tracer bullets, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I can understand from from that aspect what you mean. But yeah, man, like. Well done to the Chiefs. Well done to Andy Reid and the team. Back-to-back champions and a handful that's ever done it. Yeah. And, um, you know, you have to say, going the next year, 49ers are hot favourites. But you never write the chip. Did you write the Chiefs off leading into the playoffs? Yeah, I did. They were average. They, were, they, they had an average season. They had a real mm. roller coaster of a season. Uh, I did like, though, Dad, just before we wrap, wrap this, Andy Reid at the press conference afterwards being asked if he was going to retire now or if he's going to say, he mm. goes, oh, man, Bill Belichick's to blame for this. Now that he's retired, I'm going to get this question every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's a, he's a good He's a good man. Oh, uh, oh, Andy Reid. And a man of few words, but yeah, what a day. Absolutely love that. We're sitting down and watching it. And just, I, didn't ha- I just had a sandwich. Just had a sandwich. Didn't have anything special well, on, on the well, mate, I've got to say, I did. I did. I went. You know, what we, did you have? We, you know how we've been talking about, uh, you know, our Burger Fuel being sponsoring our Super Bowl yeah. coverage. And we've been talking about the Iron Rebel. Mm-hmm. I thought. I was driving home from here yesterday, and I was like, you know, it'd be good. The what? Iron Rebel, the beer battered fries with the aioli sauce. Oh, you naughty boy. Yes, go. And a caramel thick shake. Oh, <laughs> so was that your chosen food? Yeah, that was. For the Super Bowl. That was my Super Bowl. That was my Super Bowl feed. That fueled me. Talk me for through the Super this Bowl. Rebel, mate. Talk me through this Rebel. What's in this Rebel? How it tastes. So, I love Burger mate, Don't it, get me wrong. It's my I mean, favourite, probably burger. Oh, so good! I mean, so it's got the that, that full beef patty, right? But then mm-hmm. on top of it, layered probably I reckon about an inch thick, is pulled beef that's been marinated. Okay. And it, I don't, I'm not sure what was in the marinade. I got that, a feeling that it might have been some sort of mango chutney kind of thing going on as well. Uh, <sighs> and then you had obviously you had a thick layer of cheddar in there. Mm. And then a bit of lettuce, you know, to break it up, and some aioli, uh, and some what do you call it, rocket, and some tomato, 
And, oh, mate, honestly, I absolutely smashed. I'm salivating. The, I smashed that, and it was so good. I didn't I didn't need to eat again until Did after the Super Bowl. Did I breathe? Did you breathe? I breathed it in. <laughs> I breathed it in. <laughs> just inhaled it. 